Hi, this is Pastor Jack Wilson, and this is Yeah Think. Well, today I'd like to talk to you about marriage. Marriage is very important, and marriage is something that's supposed to be made to last. God's will for us in marriage is that the man and the woman would come together and be together until the day they die. However, everyone has changed that around so that over 50% of the population of America is divorced today. So let's talk a little bit about marriage and let's try to make it so that uh, we can learn a little bit to make our marriages better. Genesis chapter 2 verse 24 says, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. You get that? One flesh. They're no more different people. They're thinking, they're doing, they're, everything they're doing is together. Matthew 19, 5 says, And said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they shall be one flesh, or, or the twain shall be one flesh. Mark 10, 7, 8, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. So then they are no more twain but one flesh and finally Ephesians 5:31 says for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife and they two shall be one flesh wow four verses these are the only words you will find on the subject of getting married in the Bible you know why that's all you find in the Bible because it's very simple once you're married you're one flesh you should be thinking as one flesh acting as one flesh doing as one flesh and being independent of all other things we know the first couple was created by God and the ability to reproduce was built into them it was a natural thing God gave Eve to Adam and the two became one flesh. Notice that God made it that way so it works. One man, one woman. I'll say it again. One man, one woman. He did not make two women, nor did he create two men, because if he did, there'd be no human race. Notice he did not create multiple women or multiple men. It has been God's intention since day one to have married couples consist of one man and one woman. Some people argue that there is no law against polygamy. But look here, Matthew 19.8 says, He said unto them, Moses, we're talking about Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you, allowed you to put away your wives. From the beginning, it was not so. It was never meant to be. You're never supposed to get rid of your wives and getting other wives. <coughs> Excuse me. Matthew 19.9 And I say unto you, Whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, and shall marry another, committeth adultery, and whose marrieth her, 
which is put away, that's commit adultery. Now, what does that mean? It means if you divorce your wife for any other reason except that she was with another man, you are committing adultery. And if you divorce her for being with another man, whoever marries her, which is put away, which has been divorced, committed adultery. If divorcing your wife and marrying another is adultery, then having more than one wife is adultery. Now let me tell you something first because there's a lot of people on here that's been listening and said, oh, I'm, I'm with my second wife, I divorced my first wife, or she divorced me, and uh, it wasn't for a righteous reason. Uh, we just didn't get along, and yes, that's adultery, that's sin. But you only commit sin once. I, I don't see anywhere in the Bible where it tells you, okay, you divorced your first wife, she got married, and, and you got remarried, and now you realize you're living in sin and you're both gonna divorce your second ones and go back to, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see that anywhere. Uh, if you repent, it says the Bible says that God is righteous and just to forgive you for all your sins and to cleanse you, and to cleanse you. Well, if you're clean, you have no more sin, all right? And if you're a Christian and you ask for forgiveness, you have no more sin. So the whole idea, and, and people do this all the time. They say, oh, if, you're a, uh, if you've been divorced, uh, you're, you're, you're in sin. You're living in sin. You're, you're forever in sin. I, I don't understand that. They can go out and murder somebody, ask for forgiveness, and they're clean, but you're not clean because you got divorced. That makes no sense at all. You know, many things were allowed in the Old Testament which were not right. So the Bible teaches us to be married to one wife or husband. We are told also to leave our mother and father. Now, what do you think they say, leave our parents? I thought uh, family was uh, great uh, in the Bible. Well, family is great in the Bible, but each family is autonomous. Autonomous, on their own, ruling their own. So we no longer are dependent on them. We support our own family. We raise our own children in the way of the Lord. When a married couple has their parents too involved with their lives, it brings trouble to the marriage. Many times a mother who can't let a uh, go of a son, and you've seen those before, right? Mama's boys. Or a father who can't let go of his daughter, daddy's little girl, causes conflict between the man and the wife and causes confusion as to who is the head of the family. I remember one time bringing my wife home to my parents, uh, was, we were visiting for a holiday, and, and she got mad and she left and I walked out with her. And my father says, you know, I think your wife was wrong, but I give you a lot of credit because you stuck with your wife and that's what you're supposed to do no matter what. And that's true, your wife is your wife, that's your partner, that's who you do. And uh, there is nothing else. You don't go and side with your parents or get your parents to side with you. You know, that's how churches break up. We have a rule in this church. If somebody comes to you complaining about what the pastor said, maybe I preached something, they don't agree with it. 
and they go to you and say, he was wrong, he had no business saying that. And the uh, next thing you know, you're saying, yeah, you're right. And then they, somebody else comes up, what are you talking about? Oh, the pastor was wrong, and, and, and he shouldn't have said that. You know what you're doing there? You're, you're causing conflict among the saints, all right? You're, creation, you're creating a disturbance. So I teach my people, if somebody comes to you and suggests that I was wrong or, or something wrong, bring them to me. I have no problems discussing anything with anyone. This is a free society, all right? I'm the last word. If you don't like what I say for the last word, you are welcome to leave. But this is a free society, and if I see you doing something wrong, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, explain to you what you need to do to make this thing right. And that's the way it works in a, uh, a free society. So only one person can, uh, uh, can rule, whether it be in a church, whether it be in a home. And when you have your parents there, uh, it messes things up. There's a reason the father leads the bride down the aisle at the wedding ceremony. A woman is subject to her parents as long as she or they shall live. When a man marries her, the father turns her over to the husband. As if by saying, she is in your hands now, your responsibility, and the husband takes his wife. Then the man is told to cleave unto his wife. Not only is this the part where the marriage is consummated, but it also represents the man taking what is now his woman and no longer the father's. When you cleave, nothing can come between you. The man cleaves his wife and protects her, provides for her, and loves her, while the woman receives that love. They become one flesh. They, they think alike and stand together and build a life that will envision and let me tell you something if you and your wife do not have the same vision and when I say vision it we're talking to Christians here so forget everybody else you're on your own but uh, if you don't have the same vision if you have a ministry if you don't both have the same ministry or the same will to to serve in different ministries and together in the church your, your marriage will fail. You have to have that same vision. You have to be going. The, the, the same things have to thrill you both. You have to be able to come home and say, the woman says, oh, I taught the Sunday school class for the, for the youth, and uh, we had a powerful message, and, and they responded, and, uh, and the husband says, yeah, I, I preached today, and, and what a good turnout we had today, and you know, that kind of thing. You need to be in sync with one another. Anything short of that is a bad marriage. As the leader in the family, the man has traditionally had the approach, uh, the approach to the father to ask for the daughter to be his bride. He had to go to the father to ask for his, the woman that he loves if he could marry her. Nowhere do you see the lady approaching the parents of the man. It is generally expected that if the man is approaching the father, he already is knowledgeable about marriage. He has the means to feed, clothe, and shelter her. He has already demonstrated love to his mothers and his sisters, and he has respect for his own father. So in other words, he's prepared this thing a little bit. 
uh, maybe put a down payment on a home or or maybe he has a very good job and, and he's got a, a good apartment it's big enough for a family uh, these things are all prepared already before he goes to the father he has to show the father he's offering something now the father of the intended bride will evaluate the young man based on a variety of things not just if he's good-looking or has money and I'm afraid marriage today many times is just a bad decision people marry to get away from those families and think all will be well with the next family one thing must be sure is that the one should be unequally yoked with another no one should be unequally yoked with another not only does that apply to marrying an unsaved person but forbids dating one also you cannot enter into marriage uh, hoping to convert your spouse we have spoken about the duties of marriage concerning both the husband and the wife but quickly it is like this the man will be the breadwinner the head of the family oversee the discipline if needed be the protector of the family as well as the protector of their spirituality he will lead the example by example of godliness in the home the woman will take care of the duties of the house as well as raising the children and providing for the needs of her husband she's to obey her husband when one or both of the couple cease to follow the principles of marriage the marriage ceases to be a viable marriage it cannot work and let me tell you something men your wife is to obey you but you're not putting unreasonable requests upon her or forcing her to do things that she don't want to do all right uh, and here's a good example ladies you don't have to always listen to your husband if your husband says I don't want you reading the Bible anymore well that's an obvious given you don't have to listen to him use common sense because this is your marriage you don't want to get anybody on a technicality you want to keep your marriage going so do good by your marriage marriage God's way will definitely reduce the approximately 50% divorce rate in the US and keep people from leading each other uh, leaving each other now before we go now before I end this segment I'd like to speak a little bit on homosexuality because there's people out there that are involved in relationships and they're saying it's a marriage and I'm gonna make them mad now it's not a marriage alright it's something you decided to do I'm gonna tell you how this happens you'd say well we're in love I, I believe you that is, you know I, I believe you but it's not something sanctioned by God uh, the Bible clearly speaks about uh, a man not sleeping with another man or a woman not sleeping with another woman okay it's just wrong and so let me tell you how it happens when I was a little kid I used to smell the gasoline when we went to the gas station I would smell the gasoline and I would say to myself oh it smells so delicious okay I know you think this is crazy but hear me out it smells so delicious I would love to taste it of course I never tasted it because I realized that if I tasted it I could die from that all right there's a lot of men out there that they see a woman at work and just, oh, she's gorgeous. I'd like to be with her. And they had their own wife. And they said, stop it right now. Walk away. Do something. Because 
this is wrong. And they realize it's wrong. On the other hand, there's men that go ahead and involve themselves in these relationships. It's wrong. All right? And all homosexuality is, is giving in to something that's wrong and trying to make it right. And it's not right. Do you have feelings? Yes, you have feelings. Uh, do you think you have a love for each other? Yes, you think you have a love for each other. The Bible says in Colossians uh, 3.5, Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. All these things, and, and this inordinate affection, of course, is homosexuality. All these things are wrong. And the Bible says mortify, kill them, wipe them out. You have to fight against it. These are things that will come into your mind. You know, there are, there are people who desire to rob banks or, or to take drugs or to uh, molest children. These are inordinate things and they shouldn't be. And you need to fight against it. And deep in your heart, you know when something's wrong. Many of you have given up discovering who God is because you know God does not like what you're doing. And if you come to a conclusion that God is absolutely unhappy with you, all right, you don't know what you'll do. You don't know how to end this inordinate affection. And it's wrong, and you need to stop it. And uh, that's what I'll say on that subject. All right, then, if you disagree with me, agree with me, want to add to it, want to subtract from it, want to tell me something really nice, which is better than anything, uh, please email me at 7101 at USA.net. Whether you have questions or you want to uh, argue the point or make suggestions or whatever you like to do, we're here for you at 7101 at USA.net. Now let's pray, dear Lord, for all those married couples out there or people soon to be married. I pray, Lord God, that they take the words of this uh, a little mini-sermonette or whatever you want to call it and uh, uh, heed them, Lord God, so that they would have a, a good relationship with you. And for those trapped in the sin of homosexuality, Lord, I pray that they will hear these words also and determine whether or not that they're uh, doing something on their own outside of of godly influence or, or uh, if they want to turn to you Lord God let them call on your name we appreciate you all and uh, we look forward to your comments God bless